We're talking about your personal experience and the desire of more of Jesus and who wouldn't want that. You know, one of the things that stood out that you said this morning is going from redeemed to empowered. It's another way that we have the helper that he promised to become and mature as his bride. And the wedding theme is huge as the theme of Passover and the resurrection and Pentecost. It's all, it is one very uh, consistent thread that weaves his, his way through there. And, you know, just as a kind of a follow up for what you were just talking about in the last ending, we share, you were sharing a bit of your son's testimony and I'm sharing Corey's and Kelly's and my testimony, the baptism of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And I just want to, the sideline, because as we transition and talk about this and in terms of a wedding of of your marriage, you know, you're, you're, it's, you're stepping into a whole new life. It's something you couldn't have anticipated, figured out. In fact, I'm not sure that you ever will or ever do, but it is something that it is a whole new life. And so salvation is that way. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is that way. And I just wanted to add that, that um, encouragement, I guess, much like, uh, you would say to a young married couple, you know, just, you know, as you, you know, 10, 20 years, you're going to figure this out. Just press in. And <laughs> the same thing goes with the baptism. You know, if you, you know, start to just do it your own way or give up or, or just, uh, I don't know, just make things up, you're going to miss out on the best things. Yeah. You know, a lot of people give up on, a, on their marriage. They, they give up on this or give up on that. And I just want to challenge you. You know, after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, me and my best friend together, we searched and I searched because I had moved down here in the mid 80s and I was still looking for anybody else that knew anything about it. <laughs> but apparently I was with all the wrong people in the, in the throughout the 80s, the entire decade. And so it wasn't until 1989 that I actually met some folks and who actually shared the experience and knew a lot about it. And I grew exponentially after that. Yeah. But before that, I was at a church uh, in this area. And, you know, I'd ask about it. I said, hey, I had this experience in the past. Associate pastor, actually, gave me a couple of books. He said, well, he- yeah, here's what we think. And it was, you know, why it's not true. And it was like, this ship has sailed. <laughs> it's just the true or not true part is, you know, why would you even write that book? But they're great folks. Still love them. But, uh, again, they... It's easy to get off kilter and and miss and end up rewriting scripture, which we don't want to do. So, right. So, we're going to do continue today this morning to do this morning is just the journey. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is Pentecost? How do we encounter Jesus? How do you get more of Jesus? You should want that. I think we should all want that. I mean, so let's talk about that. This countdown to a wedding, because when we talk about a countdown. We can get that, you know, you announce, right, that you're going to be married and on a certain day and then show up and you get married. Well, in the Old Testament, with this Pentecost, this it was a countdown to a wedding that never occurred. Leaving Egypt as free men, Israel is on what will be a 50-day journey to the mountain of God, where every one of them is going to hear God's voice and receive his law on stone tablets. That encounter at the mountain was to be the wedding between God and his people. They just weren't receptive. They couldn't imagine that God loved them and was for them. They could not believe that they could become one with God, just beyond the brain for them. They could only see a great God and a bunch of slaves. So every year, they're commanded to count 50 days, day by day, from Passover to Pentecost, counting the Omer. 
After the resurrection of Jesus, they finally got to see a part of the wedding when Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit onto the apostles and the new church as the deposit of what was to come in eternity. Mm -hmm. Hearts of stone were turned to hearts of flesh, and we realize that God wants to do to be even closer to us. So he fills us with his Holy Spirit. The letter of the law in stone had killed 3,000 at Sinai. The Spirit gave life to 3,000 in Jerusalem on Pentecost, same day. While Moses was forced to hide the glory behind a veil, Jesus tore down the veil and made the glory visible to all. But the short version of the story starts in the garden on day six, when everything was good. But it wasn't good that Adam should be alone, so he encountered the first marriage of Adam and Eve. And they are created to be so close that she isn't even given a name. She's just Ishi. If you skip ahead to the end of the story in Revelation, you'll find another wedding between the church and Jesus. And again, guess what? She has no name, just the bride. Wow. In the New Testament, counting the Omer was a countdown to be a partaker in the divine. Counting the Omer was always a countdown to something. Nothing from the year's barley or wheat harvest could be eaten until after the wave offering was made on first fruits, on each first fruits day. Why? It's a time of divine renewal or newness. What was hidden or forbidden becomes permissible. When Jesus comes out of the grave, I'm just going to repeat that. He presents his father, the wave offering of all the souls who've been locked away in Hades, opens the door into eternity with God for all mankind, been trapped in sin and death. They were forbidden to approach God. It became acceptable and part of the divine harvest. So what was not permissible suddenly is, and use those quotes again, we go from redeemed to empowered, indwelt, to overflowing, and going from glory to glory to glory. Because there is always more and more and more. But he wants us to live our lives out, counting the days till our next encounter, waiting expectedly for another promise to come. Confident in faith that we'll pass right through the trials of life because our hearts are set on pilgrimage. You see, that's the whole point of this counting experience, the from first fruit to first fruit. For those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. He wants us to grow up in Him, not remain children forever. And you do understand that that's also the significance of the marriage. We're going from children to His bride. The baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't make a different kind of Christian. He fills us with His presence, empowers us, equips us, and comforts us, all with His presence. The original outpouring of the Holy Spirit during Pentecost is told in Acts 2, But soon, these same people are seeking to be refilled again. Let's skip a few chapters to Acts 4. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. Same place and people, but a different time and not a holy day. The baptism was not a one-time experience, but rather a constant refilling of the Spirit, which they needed to change their world. They continually sought to be empowered, to accomplish whatever task God assigned to them. So they kept getting filled and refilled and refilled. The counting of the Omer is our yearly reminder that there is this endless supply of more for those who keep asking, seeking, and knocking. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful time. In Acts 8, the Spirit fell on Samaritans. The Holy Spirit was poured out five times in the book of Acts, first to the Jews and eventually Gentiles. God's Spirit will be poured out on all flesh, before the great and terrible day of the coming of Jehovah. It says in Deuteronomy 4, But if from there you will seek Jehovah your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. So again, kind of like how we started this particular break. Don't stop seeking. 
Right. You know, if there's some glitch and you're not able to receive, you know what? <laughs> Keep seeking until you can, because I guarantee you, he has baptism for you. It's not a question. Not even a part of a question.